This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Greetings, programs. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I'm Dave, and <laughs> although it's spelled in the notes as Devay, <laughs> it's spelled in the notes as Devay. Is it? Which I like. No, no, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm Devay. Devay. And... That's very good. It's your <laughs> drag name. Me... <laughs> That's totally right. Um, <gasps> and with me today are our fearless producer leader Nathan. Oh, hello, DeVay. <laughs> and the ever sunny and amazing Janine. Hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, un- unfortunately, uh, Sarah and Victoria are away tonight, but we do have a very exciting guest joining us today, uh, Mr. Isaac Egger, and he is going to, with Janine, talk about tonight uh, some of the interesting shenanigans that have been going on down in the Sunshine State with the Reedy Creek Improvement District that we talked a little bit about last week. So Janine, why don't you uh, kick things off and get that, uh, let's dig into that. Yeah, sure. So we've all been following the story because it's the kind of interesting how it's the Disney story that went national. But uh, we have Isaac here, and Isaac is a journalist with some pretty interesting bylines and running a uh, like a newsletter right now that's really fun. I really enjoy his newsletter, and I'm kind of picky about that sort of thing. Um, Isaac, you recently did a little bit of a dive into this. What you got? Uh, well, I wrote a newsletter about uh, the Disney versus DeSantis battle and how they both have a shared CIA history. Okay. Yeah, it's been interesting. I spent a lot of time on Rumble watching the uh, basically QAnon vestiges investigate all this Disney stuff with uh, child sex trafficking tunnels and, uh, you know, Epstein and Ghislaine having visited the area. And it's it's pretty mind-numbing wild stuff. Yeah. Um, but there is a kernel of truth to it that uh, the CIA did, in fact help establish florida uh in the 1960s and also that uh walt disney himself was an fbi informant so it's a pretty wild thing for him to have been connected and close friends with both uh j edgar hoover bill donovan and paul heliwell who are they we know who j edgar hoover is the other ones yes (laughs) uh Bill Donovan is the uh considered the father of the CIA he founded the uh OSS uh, and uh, he would eventually help Walt Disney uh, establish a sort of fiefdom uh, that is all in the news right now about uh, Disney's special like, Vatican-like status in the middle of Florida. <laughs> so, uh, And Paul Helliwell, another attorney, he was the one who helped establish those phantom cities surrounding Disney to give it you know, ultimate authority basically stripping it of uh, any form of democracy, which Paul Heliwell did during his time with the CIA in places like uh, Indochina and Cuba. He was the paymaster uh, during the Bay of Pigs event. Uh, It's a pretty seedy character. And so I found that to be kind of interesting, but uh, 
what I also thought was kind of hypocritical of these people who are criticizing Disney for its uh, CIA connection was I made a case that uh, Ron DeSantis is at the bare minimum a uh, intelligence uh, approved asset. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. It, I'm curious what makes someone an approved asset. Um, I know he's an ass, but I'm curious how he's an approved <laughs> asset. No, I have no smoking gun here. Um, uh, I also don't believe that there are smoking guns left in the world. I think that they've left us just enough breadcrumbs to kind of ask, you know, qui bono, like what's happening, why? And I just make a case kind of flippantly, but I, you know, gun to my head, I do believe that uh, he is somehow involved with um, our, our state age or our intelligence agencies in this country. Uh, first is that he is a Yaley. Now, Yale uh, is spook central, you know, yeah. a lot of directors straight from their skull and bones, you know, mm-hmm. skull and bones. I, I, I mentioned this in my, uh, my newsletter. You should Google Prescott Bush, which is George W. Bush's grandfather, Geronimo's skull and masturbation ritual initiation. Uh, just to get how like bizarre the stuff is that happens there. But Yale uh, has a one of the major recruitment places for the CIA. He went on to Harvard Law, which is the second most recruited uh, Ivy League school within uh, the CIA. From there, he makes a direct leap to serving in Guantanamo as a prosecutor. Uh, now, all this stuff is under wraps. You cannot get any info about what he did there. Same with his time in Fallujah as another JAG officer, basically giving legal cover to the Navy SEALs to do God knows what, but, you know, make it so that if you do, you know, massacre civilians, you have legal cover. Uh, From there, he has this meteoric rise uh, to governor uh, in the state of Florida. Uh, His close ties with Israel, I think, are also of pretty serious concern. And so, I think when you just add up all of these particular events in his life, uh, if you were a betting man or woman, uh, you would say, yeah, this guy is spooked up. But it's also just meant to be a sort of like a, a counter. I'm, I'm trying to offer people who are fighting against these people who believe that there are sex trafficking, pedophile, like demonic forces in Disney to point being like, Here's your guy too. You, you know, want to? You want to? Here's a conspiracy for you. Like pull on this. Yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> like you know, speak speak their language more or yeah. less. Like something they would understand. Yeah. And and it's weird to me how they're they're more interested in, I mean, tunnels. I mean, there are tunnels, but not 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 for those purposes. Um, uh, they're more interested in that process than the fact that like we we know for a fact that you know Disney has given money to to DeSantis. And right. I mean, that's what's sad is that's called commonplace uh, business. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like uh, why that's not interesting or has an effect uh, on the conspiracies. I, I don't know. It's uh, they they always seem to forget that money changes hands and has changed hands between DeSantis and Disney for, I mean, several, several cycles now. Yeah, it's it's I think I do want to find out exactly what this uh, dispute between DeSantis, the Republican Party, and Disney is exactly, considering, yeah, just last year uh, when DeSantis proposed the uh, Stop the Censorship of Floridians by Big Tech, 
uh, a bill that was meant to, you know, like gin up the base uh, about, you know, conservative censorship on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, there was a exemption carved out for Disney and right. with some good reporting by Jason Garcia, he found that Disney in fact had a direct line to the DeSantis administration and they were altering this amendment to carve out that exempt that exemption for Disney and Disney plus in particular. Um, so just a year ago, you know, they are in cahoots, they are working, you know, lockstep. So what happened just recently if for them to be I have my theory I want I to have... hear it I love it's, theories it's, it's not that exciting it's that new leadership came into Disney DeSantis is running into this uh don't say gay bill uh they're trying to just lay low as a corporation not really get into it and this is a strategy that they've not really used in the past they typically tend to be at the forefront and you know lobbying for more more of the progressive stuff as you can as one of the largest corporations in the world, at least superficially progressive, while still maintaining that relationship with them and not wanting to cross them so they can maintain that carve out. And it blew up in their face with the brand and their brand was at risk and their staff was walking out and they had just moved their Imagineering team across the country to Florida, where now it's potentially hostile for a lot of their employees. And I think the tactic blew up in their face. So they had to do something. So they withdrew their support. It's almost like a mobster type betrayal <laughs> where like Disney broke Mobsters the have more dignity than Disney yeah, or that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So Disney broke the contract by speaking yeah. out and not doing something when everyone else was by, by not using their private communications that they previously had set up to express their concerns privately instead of and, and then waiting what once it's too late and then weighing in why do you think that that chain that connection chapek chapek and morale because of chapek's okay and morale okay i think yeah i mean something i mentioned on the last podcast is i think it's it's blood in the water i think that chapek right. and morale uh showed a a spot of weakness mm-hmm. and uh if there's one thing we know about Republicans is they will pounce on weakness when they can find it. And I think they saw an inroad to a culture war. And boy, I mean, you know, they love a culture war. Everyone's looking at the right hand and not checking out what the left hand is doing. So Sheriff Grady Judd in Lakeland issued a press release after doing like a run in the mill prostitution sting. Right. That they arrested 100 people for human trafficking, including right. four Disney employees, three of whom were just like regular old guys hiring a prostitute. And then one was a guy who was texting what he thought was a minor, a 14 year old. Right. And so like this is not human trafficking in the there's a satanic cobble and yeah. it goes to the right. highest level. It's like four random employees out of 50,000 people. I mean, you could throw a stone in Florida and hit a Disney employee. It's not exactly. hard. There's a Disney I, I employee. You were about to say pedophile. I mean, <laughs> it depends on where you're at. Yeah, I mean, depends depends on you know where you're at. Um, yeah, I mean, People that's are sort running of running with that though. They're well, pointing to they that are. headline, and, and yeah. so they're yeah. From yeah. let me let me speak as the Polk County boy here, which is freaking hate Grady Judd. Not because I think he is uh, someone who doesn't necessarily do his job. I mean, he 
I mean, he does. People, he's done it for several years. But he believes in this version of if I get out in front. I literally was just at Doctor Strange. We'll talk about Doctor Strange later. And there's an ad before the movie of Grady Judd saying, join the police force here in Polk County. And, like, he he just always wants to be in the forefront and out out in front. And he's so been you like have that this, since I was in high school. 100%. And it, and it has this mix of both a – uh, uh, of a state with with really incredible transparency when it comes to shun- sunshine laws, which is why everyone knows the Florida man, plus um, a sheriff who loves the spotlight. So you have things that probably wouldn't make the news at all, except you have this moment where everything sort of collides and it's ammunition, you know, for a fire um, that isn't very interesting, really, um, on its own. But Isaac, thoughts? I guess I, we can take some solace uh, in our intelligence agencies in fighting. Maybe uh, <laughs> it's not just—it's not just leftists who are uh, eating each other alive. That uh, there are some uh, some factionalization there. Uh, one one interesting thing about the culture of war and how it's touching uh, Florida in particular um, is Christopher Rufo, who's become sort of the uh, you know, intellectual godhead of the culture war and DeSantis and Christina Pushov had him, you know, in person come give announcements. He's targeted Disney personally. Uh, and now I know I'm going to sound like a broken record and you're going to ask me, is everything CIA? Because Christopher <laughs> Rufo I mean, comes the from the Manhattan yes. Institute. Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, Christopher Rufo comes from the Manhattan Institute. The Manhattan Institute was founded by William Casey who worked at Bill Donovan's law firm. I mean, it's all just like yeah. the lines you draw just make you go mad. And so, well, and, and because conspiracy theories come from the fact that much of our government and much of our corporations are incestuous. Like it's, it's yeah. a very, I mean, any industry is very, very small. It's not the, you know, the strings don't necessarily go from push pin to push pin because it's crazy. It's just because everybody seems to know everybody. Cause it's a lot smaller community than you think it is. Mm-hmm. One question I have for you guys, uh, and I don't know if you knew about Walt Disney's informant CIA past, uh, but does that change? Does it make it hard to love Disney? Does it make it more difficult? Huh. That's interesting. Kind of like, like, like watching a Woody Allen movie now, you know, like that now that you know. <laughs> sure. Like, sure. I mean, it's the art or artist thing, right? And, 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 and in each of those, I, I, everybody can make their own decisions. I'm, I'm not saying this as, as, a, as gospel for anybody but me, but that like two things can be true at once. I mean, right. that's just the truth of almost everything in life, right? Uh, it, I think it's fascinating to learn about his uh, Disney CIA past. The, 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 um, even the Walt Disney Family Museum touches upon it a little bit. Like they don't lean into it a lot, but it's there. And, uh, um, and yet... I also really admire the resources of that company putting money behind artistic voices and and artistic development. And yes, it's crass commercial product, but there's also beauty to be had in animated films. And, and, right. and so it's like, I, I, I don't have a simple answer to that question. Do, do I, I guess my answer would be, I soberly acknowledge it. I don't sugarcoat it. I know it's there. The thing with Disney is, like, we all know he was an anti-Semite. We all know that he, like, personally ratted people out to, like, Red Scare committees. Um, Like, Disney is not – some people really lionize Disney himself as, like, 
the guy and I think there's a different faction of people who are like, he was a very problematic person. He set something going that took off without him and became something totally different than he ever really yeah. intended. And some people like that and some people sure. don't like that. And some people are ambivalent about it. Well, I mean, I drove a Ford for years and I never <laughs> thought about Henry Ford, yeah. who was a, an absolute jerk. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I think I can appreciate a product that is fairly, even if it has a person's name in it, fairly, you know, distant from them at this point. Um, so for me, I don't even really, I mean, I'm interested in the culture of it all. And I'm interested, mm -hmm. like, I think there's a difference between a fan and like a, those of us in the community who are more sociologists um, and, and creatives and artists. And I think that's, you know, the, the interesting thing I, I joked on Twitter the other day that like, you're going to get pushed in a locker if you go to a party and say like, oh, I'm a big old like theme park fan. But if you go and you're like, oh, I'm really interested in the history and culture of themed entertainment, like no one bats an eye. They think it's very, you know, you get the, you well, get the now, well, now, yeah, sure. Like, like, sure. Hello. 100%. Like, that, that didn't it, happen 20 years ago. And I right. got 30 years yeah. ago, I got, I got in the industry. Yeah, I've also if you go to some parties and you say sociological, you'll also get beat up for that. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is why I don't go to parties. True. parties. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what parties you're just well, and that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, we you, you can't say Disney fandom and and literally mean all of it, right? Like I, yeah. my my view of Disney park fandom is a very specific view, which is about yeah. a cross a cross section between sort of the art and theater and the and the so and a little bit of the sociological development, but but the the sort of um, artistic development and, and, yeah. and architecture and city planning innovation, right? Which is not all good, right? There's there's complicated and there's some really good um, pieces about that. If you haven't read a book from the early '90s called Vinyl Leaves, um, it's very cool and and very much a period piece of of, of uh, Disney in the late '80s, early '90s from a from a sort of public development, um, you know, public public works, public spaces kind of thing, um, but that's not what everybody else looks at people are like oh i love marvel and i love what they're doing in the parks yeah. with the marvel characters like or you love the princesses or you love the turkey legs like there's a it, it, there's many different categories of that fandom and i think that's one of the things that makes it so interesting to me is that right. you can have good and bad together and some the tribalism of of hashtag this twitter is often doesn't acknowledge that right. and it's either all or nothing like you have to like this thing or you don't it's like well hang on a minute you know film criticism isn't about movies being good or bad film criticism is about what is this movie uh, how does this movie represent the art of cinema and 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 how, what does it mean in the pantheon of of films yeah. you it, 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 disney parks are not beyond that kind of criticism and a lot of people reduce it to like mm. oh it's just a, it's just theme parks and it's like well yeah yes movies are entertainment but they're also cinema theme parks are entertainment but they're also worthy of discussion at different levels it's why you know i i, I always say i i would love there to be a you know a, 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 and there's some of the theme park fan sites that are like this i used to say it uh, that uh, it, it would be nice to have like the slate of theme park discussion right like not yeah. that slate is some bastion of, of 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 incredible artistic journalism now but you know what i mean like sure it, it's a it, an editorial a curated multiple voice multiple um opinion kind of look right 
Yeah, I mean, long story short, I think Dave, what you're saying is we ain't basic bitches around here, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, thank you for for yeah, thank you for reducing my babble there to something a little more coherent. No, wait, no, it's Nathan, good. I saw you with and, and Katie with best day ever shirts and most expensive no, day ever didn't, shirts. Didn't have those. Day. That never happened. That is, is that a uh-huh. live laugh love poster? No, right no, definitely not. <laughs> oh, okay. Definitely not. Right. Um, I. <laughs> I think an interesting uh, – people ask me about – kind of wrap this up or whatever. But when people ask me about, you know, my – like, do you love Disney? Like, well, no. I, You know, you could say anything you want about Disney and I'm not going to bat an eye. It doesn't bother me. There are people who will get very angry. Um, uh, it's their personality. Yeah. Um, and and for me, like, I fully recognize that that Disney as a person and as a – theme park structured area uh is pretty much just bioshock if you've ever played bioshock like it's 100 percent a man like stole a bunch of land for cheap in the middle of florida um and then he wanted to create a city where he would be the god king yeah king and godhead yeah that, i mean yep. didn't and, last very long for him but yeah. no <laughs> no no and, and then cigarettes took its due so <laughs> Uh, you know, I, and there is a alternate universe. I, again, as I said earlier, I've just came from Dr. Strange. Uh, there is a multiverse where, you know, there, there is a Disneyville and he reigned for years, you know, like, and not, and not a good way. You know, I, I think there's many people, you know, that are progressive that would even say that Reedy Creek as an idea isn't always that hot of an idea. Like it's certainly its history is very poor. Um, and, and its origins, uh, this is not the way to get rid of it for sure. Um, but it's, it's funny. What do you it's mean? Like, like getting mad and cobbling a law together without any research or understanding of risks and costs in two days. Well, that's, that's just Ron DeSantis's MO right now. I mean, yeah. every single bill is going to get so clogged up, uh, in the court, it's going to cost us. Yeah, They're happy to like have us pay for it. I think I saw something like uh, law firms are charging six hundred and seventy-five dollars an hour that's, to legislate that's... stuff they or, or to litigate stuff they know they can't win. Yeah, but DeSantis doesn't have to foot it. And guess what? He's he's not sticking around Florida for long. He's no, got, uh, yeah. God, no. Ambitions. None of this has anything to do with being the governor of Florida. No, um, that's about winning the primary. Yeah, no. He's just he's just hoping some. You know, job of the hut over at Mar-a-Lago, you know, chokes on a donut and he can actually run for president. So that's his hope, uh, whether it happens or not. I, Again, everything Trump touches dies. So I, I'm not, you know, holding hope that DeSantis – I mean I don't want him to run anyway. But like, you know, he'll he'll hold off till the next cycle if he has to. It'll be so funny though watching Trump and DeSantis go at it. Oh, 100%. You got to take this, you know – the wins where you can, and that would be delicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves to see the feral dogs that piss on your yard finally fight each other to the death. You know, it's and that's great. To me, you know, as someone who's not a, a big fan of Disney, that's where it's it's been a, a weird thing watching Disney fight DeSantis, uh, and I mean, ending the uh, the Reedy Creek uh, sort of exception to me, that's just like. That sounds like a, like a good thing, like as someone who, you know, doesn't want corporations to right. know, basically be their own sovereign states. Yeah. So it, I, I feel kind of conflicted. So I guess I, 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 wrapping up 
my time with you guys, uh, do you think it's a bad thing for the Reedy Creek to, to disappear, like the exemption? You know how after a while you let capitalism fester long enough that if you, um, you know, lance off the boil, it's going to take the whole arm. Uh, yeah. I just think this is an area where uh, there's a delicate process that we could go through to slowly rein back control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this ain't it. You know, yeah. and and yeah. it is it is such Just the a... emergency services alone in the area are like we won't we can't we can't cover that like we yeah. we can't provide emergency services to right. Disney right right so this my... should never probably have happened in the first place yeah right but right. at the same time it is now what it is and until we can take care of it in a smart way that doesn't cost you know <laughs> the proletariat uh you know then we should keep as is because I'd rather, I mean, hell I'd rather have Disney paying lots of money for taxes than putting it on the common man at this point. But I mean, this is because we're at where we're at. I think it's weird because the agreement Disney pays their standard taxes and then they pay for the things that the taxes theoretically should have covered because they want it done to their standards. And so like, it's, it's, mutually beneficial to the surrounding counties and Disney and that the counties are not footing the bill for this thing. And so it's like, okay, Disney has the autonomy to pave their own roads. Is that so bad? Yeah. I, I, my answer that, that Isaac's question would be yes, but not under these circumstances. Does it need to, does it need to change yet? Like yeah. to, to your point, Nathan, it just, it's ripping the bandaid off now is not a good idea. And I, I brought this up. In, in last week's too, that in addition to it, it's not just about the autonomy there, there is also a scale and uh, unprecedented scale and scope of what that property represents from a public works, uh, civic engineering, um, uh, uh, safety in the workplace, safety for uh, for uh, consumers. There's there's things that have been developed there that only happened because of RCID. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it's it, it's perfect. I'm saying that ha- there is stuff that happened there that has rippled out into the world as standards bearing and that it, for, for better or worse, it's not that it's all good. It's just that it, that can't go away like that because if it does, how those things are established going forward on that property right. will be problematic. They're going to have a lot of challenges if it goes away overnight. Yeah. I guess it's just a, uh, I can't ever imagine a future a near future, even hundred years from now, any leftist with the political capital to end this sovereign state within Florida. <laughs> right. So it, yeah, it's, right, it's going right, to be, a, right. it's a violent end, oh, uh, yeah. but at the same time, it's kind of like this, this is like yeah. the best we got, you know, I, yeah, I yeah. can't imagine another time. Yeah. yeah. And I think if it was like, uh, like the, the, it was like everything, all of them at the same time, like we're just getting rid of the concept and we're getting rid of the idea. Villages ain't getting rid of the villages, you know, like, yeah. like there's clearly a political reason for doing what they're doing and setting the date for, Oh, all the you know, d- districts before this date. And like, come on, like it's, it is politics. Politics are, as you've said, are going to get wrapped up in court. I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, Disney's no, lawyers don't either. think it's going anywhere either. No. Yeah, no, it's all and it's all it's it's all for show. It's all it's just theater. It's pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Isaac, before you do leave us, though, I'm curious from from the standpoint of a Floridian who is not into Disney, really, right? Uh, and you, uh, as we say around here, um, Orlando especially is Detroit, except it's not possible to move the car factory. Um, though people, for some God knows reason, think that you can just move Disney World. Um, <laughs> like, how, how, how do you think, like, the normal Floridian thinks about being part of a company state? that that is so uh, wrapped up in a single industry? Well, I guess I find that question hard because I don't think there is such a thing as a normal Floridian. I think that <laughs> true. Uh, when people find out I'm a born and raised Sarasota guy, I'm like a rare species, you know? Like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, because what I think has happened is people from all over the world have brought their cultures to florida uh i i am i i am typically an open borders guy but i really want to close the border to florida just <laughs> no more people here build that wall between georgia <laughs> alabama florida please yeah we want it north uh, not south we're not concerned about south don't get me started on this I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> after having lived in cuba uh there's like miami i one of the silver linings to uh, climate change is that Miami will sink into the sea. So that's uh, <laughs> a whole different conversation. So I, I think that one thing I've been noticing is, is this influx of Midwestern culture. You know, we used to think it was like New Yorkers and they're definitely like a more East coast, uh, you know, there's an East coast migration of, of uh, Northeasterners there, but it's the Midwest. And I think Midwesterners have no problem with this whatsoever. No. I think that Disney perfectly aligns with the Protestant Midwestern like idea. Or uh, did so, at the very least. Yeah, it did. Right. Uh, Until so two months ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I guess I, you know, I feel like I should give Disney theme parks a, a fair shake. My father indoctrinated me at a very early age. He said he would never, ever take me to Disney and he <laughs> kept through uh, with that promise. Um, so, you know, I, it, I'm getting older. I'm actually getting more open-minded uh, <laughs> and you guys actually make a very good case for something. Uh, you know, I do love people watching and oh, my it's friend, the best for oh, it's the best people <laughs> watching ever. If you guys haven't seen Most this, the reason. my friend, Chris Maggio, he's a photographer. He did this amazing, amazing uh, Disney photograph series uh of just like this grotesqueness to it like mm -hmm. just like caked out you know sunburn like bright color it's like really cool i would uh, highly recommend checking uh chris maggio out yeah um but yeah i i don't i, I think that there aren't enough people with a, a sense of floridian identity for it to make a difference against disney i think that people are i mean disney was here before i was born so in a way, like uh, it has, you know, more rights than I do of, of more Florida history. So, um, I think that it, it's 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 part and parcel now. I don't think you can separate it from Florida any longer. No way. Which is again goes to the story. If if you were on Twitter when this news broke, and for some reason all these people parachuted in with this fantasy of Disney just moving, you could move like the Lego. Prior, right? Yeah. So there's a Lego one. Yeah, could, Lego yeah, Land. You could probably. Lego yeah, Land. Yeah, Lego Land. You could move. Yeah, it's other places. Yeah. So you know, there's a template for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like how yeah, Lego Land's impartial. Lego Land is like Switzerland. 
You know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't a much anything. poorer Switzerland. Yes, 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 absolutely. Isaac, if people want to, if if people want to uh, read your stuff, where can they find you? Uh, well, my newsletter can be found at um, www.subkit.com slash Apocalypse Florida. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac, I-S-A-A-C underscore Eager, E-G-E-R on Twitter. Or if you like uh, shit posting, I have a, a Instagram account called uh, at Gluten underscore Daddy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I make uh, funny memes there. <laughs> Oftentimes flir- of Floridian nature. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Isaac. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was a lot of yeah, fun. This was really fun. Fun perspective. All right. Isaac giving some respectability to this puppet show over here. Uh, <laughs> Wait awesome. till you see his Instagram. I, I, already, I already signed up. Like I'm scrolling through it now like, whoa, I'm loving it so far. This is the other yeah. side of what yeah. we normally talk about, which mm-hmm. I love. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on. Janine, um, uh, the Finding Nemo musical has been rebooted somewhat, correct? Yeah, so um, this is a show. I'm not a show person, first of all. What, are we, what about you guys? <laughs> you guys do the show? Oh, my show. God. I'm a, I'm a huge show person. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, love the Janine, you're show? talking to a man who literally made shows for theme parks. I <laughs> think he's... true. Like, yeah, you're kind of a show there. person. Yeah. yeah. I'd say so. A little bit. Um, I am a, I'll watch it once and then it depends. If it's got robots in it, I will go multiple times. If it's got humans, eh. And I'm a, and it depends for me too. Like if it's, you know, the Beauty and the Beast sing along, that's just a time waster to get kids to stop fidgeting. Like, no, I'm I'm not there. It, it, it has to be something of substance for me. Yeah. Um, And certain shows. Yeah, the Lion it's King show. Fantastic. Fantastic. And yeah. and I'm a, and I'm and I'm I'm also a parade guy if it's a certain kind of parade. If it's just a cavalcade of characters, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. But, you know, um uh, the the Paint the Night, sure. I'm down, you know, yeah. spectacle, sure. Um but I do like a good show if there's some um thought behind it and it's not just like here's a medley of all the songs from the movies we want you to stream on Disney Plus. If it's right. more than that, like I'll be into sing it. along or some bullshit. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I and- think you might be a little disappointed with this news really because i i love the original finding nemo musical i thought it was it was so yeah, weird to see an original well it's, it wasn't a musical movie so it's like oh they wrote songs for this and told the story in, in song and there were some very clever things and i love puppet craft like they did in that show and you know it it wasn't perfect but for a for a theme park show i was really impressed may i say that i'm excited for this one because i didn't really like the the original um, I never fine. saw That's it. Fine. That's fine. Here's why I, I completely agree with all, all you're saying when it comes to the beauty of it and the acting. And it's incredible. The problem with finding emo is it's a depressing movie. Um, and when you then truncate all of the most important bits of the plot into a 20 minute section, well, it was or 40 originally minute, 40. Yeah. 40 minute section. Now it's guess going what? to 25. Yeah. Guess what you get at 40 minutes. You get the highlights of tragedy like back to back to back to back it's like oh nemo's mom dies oh nemo like marlin thinks nemo's dead like it's just back to back to back to back to back like we left it and katie looked at me (laughs) and goes that's a friggin' bummer and i was like yeah it kind of is a bummer when you push it all together and you kind of you don't have as much jokes and stuff yeah yeah and it really really relies on like dory (laughs) yeah to keep it from being dour so what's this new one about this one is shorter and it looks like they're kind of upping the 
the technology aspect and I yeah. think relying on less like people running around in costumes maybe. You mean, you mean paying less people? Is that what you're actually saying here? That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is the initial investment that will withstand uh, COVID-like scenarios <laughs> when you can't hire people. Um, sure. And uh, yeah, it just uses like more screens, LEDs, large – there's like a 32-foot-long – submarine and a fish tank volcano that's going to be 15 feet tall that's kind of cool so it should be neat it sounds like a little bit more of a investment in the set yeah um and it's almost half a little over half the length of the previous one i never saw the original my son would never no never sit through that nope that park definitely needs you know more stuff to do oh sure and 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 but I do I do understand why they would cut the time. It's unfortunate because it was a really nice show. But uh, hey, if it's still a good show, a short show is still a good show, and they get twice as many butts and seats. So, um, which is what counts. Um, yeah, the line would get insane. Yeah, like the, that show, the, the queue right. would yeah. take up the whole right. like a uh, bridge between Asia and Dinosaur yeah. Yeah. Dino Land. So I'm um, sure that's a capacity decision of why they yeah. do that. As long as they're actually going to have more shows. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, the case. That's Sometimes true, they got them right. They're going to keep right. the same schedule, which is insane because it, if you have fewer cast, like just run it. <laughs> I, right. I would say, I would say also that aside from the show specific stuff, like the submarine and the volcano, if they've added more tech to the theater, that is also future proofing the theater. So they sure. can do more different stuff in there later. After so they bring Tarzan true. rocks back. Oh my God, Tarzan rocks! Oh, <laughs> that show with the skateboarding monkeys. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, let's talk about something else that's wild. Janine, you have another great story for us. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting one. I, this is honestly the, <laughs> the kind of story that makes me intensely uncomfortable because it's yes. very clearly an exploitation of Disney's sunshine laws, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like it's just sensational because it's Disney. But if it happened anywhere else, it would just be whatever. But but it's some, also wild. But it <laughs> that's is why wild. I put it in here. It it's, is wild. It's, it's it's not it's not the uh, the possession. That I think is interesting. It's no, the next it's, part. No, it is definitely like people. Okay, so here's the deal. A guy apparently walked through Disney security with a gun hanging around his neck. In a pouch. And, in a pouch yeah. around his neck. Not which like, was immediately not like the trigger has a string yeah. like around. This <laughs> is not like. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they pull him aside and they say, you know, they're starting the process of like, hey, you've got like something that like our scanner picked up. And he proceeded to, I guess, freak out and pull a plastic baggie out of his pocket with some sort of chalky white substance, they called it, <laughs> and just chucked the contents of this packet and maybe even the entire packet into yes. his mouth. Don't do math, kids. Don't, yeah, just don't so do he was like, it's my sister's. I didn't know, I guess. <laughs> I think the gun was supposed to be his sister's. She yeah, had a sister, license. Yeah, the gun. And then she had, yeah, because he's not allowed to carry a gun. No, he's, he's a, a felon. A felon, yeah. They say ex-felon, but I, I'm pretty sure in Florida it's just you're once a felon, always a felon, unless he's one of the few who, no, yeah, I think you're still. Yeah, laws here you're, are pretty wild. You're still a felon if you pay your all of your court costs and fines. You just. Yeah, we call that indentured servitude to the state. Yeah, Yeah. very fun. Yeah, Um, we're great here. 
so yeah. So, so this was at, this was at Magic Kingdom. This like, was at literally? Magic Kingdom, like at I guess the transportation and ticket center. Yeah, it would have oh, to have been TTC. Okay. Um. So anyway, this guy just got arrested, taken to the emergency room, and they tested the substance, and it, the results were inconclusive. This is my favorite thing. It says, when reached for comment Thursday, Campbell, which is the, the, the person who did this, said again he was chewing bubble gum. That was oh, it. Oh, yeah. That, that was what, when they were like, <laughs> what did you just put in your mouth? He said it was bubble gum. He said he swallowed bubble gum. And there's chalky white substance all over the ground. <laughs> wow. That is, the of all the Florida man stories, that yeah. is kind of checking all the boxes of Florida. It really man. does. Disney, really does. guns, drugs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, why do you forget that you have meth in your pocket? That's what's so strange to me. Was he going to get high on meth at the Magic Kingdom? Was that his plan? I know people get high at Disneyland because, of course, it's legal there. Yeah, they do. Sure. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, that's not just a. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, Yeah, me neither. Certainly not. No, Um, of course not. No, never. Um, But can't uh, get any higher than the Matterhorn at Disneyland. But anyway, uh, yeah, okay, so what an experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Watching time. the country bears on meth. That would be something. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, what we were talking about with Isaac earlier, like the people watching at Disney oh, is second to none. Like, can you imagine just being in the, being yeah. in the crowd watching, watching that go down with your oh, kids? God. I mean, like, look away, Jimmy. Yeah. Don't so, look. And, this is, and just so we're clear, I don't want to be, the, I don't want to be the shame police here. I don't care what you have and I don't care like necessarily like that's fine. And I think we treat felons poorly in this country, especially in this mm-hmm. state. Yep. The funny thing is getting to the ticket and transportation area and being like forgetting you have a gun on you and, and then forgetting- you have meth on you. Like yeah. that for me is really funny because that's a long ass walk unless the tram's running, which I don't think they are yet, um, <laughs> all the way over there just to not remember you have yeah. that on you yeah yeah it's, so. it's forgetful you know that's and like it's i said wild because there's so much logistics to getting into a disney yeah. park these days like you've got to have a ton of money and the executive function to make a reservation correct and like uh, meth heads can do it i guess right which is cool good for Gang, them as i always have said you can skip the ticket transportation area all you got to do is get breakfast at the polynesian and you can park there so you can put your meth on your pancakes like the rest of us do and do that in the morning and then you can just take the monorail right over right it's much I'm making, easier i'm making i'm making notes meth on pancakes meth on pancakes you still go through the metal detector though got so it. don't don't try to be smuggling your no, you don't go through a metal detector until you get on the monorail. That's what I mean. At the poly. Yeah, yes. yeah the monorail. So you can the... smoke as much meth as you want in the poly, and ain't no one going to know about it. You you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, Local let's... podcast endorses meth consumption on different <laughs> <problems. laughs> let's, uh Let's move on. We I mean, don't uh, endorse it, but Florida speaking of places you can eat. Yeah. Let's, let's... <laughs> So, Nathan, you went to uh, uh, the Epcot Connections Cafe that we talked about last week. Yes. How was it? The meth was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> no. So, um, uh, yes, last time we talked about, uh, uh, you know, kind of some concerns uh, that we had about it, which it looked a little airporty, and that you were concerned about uh, sound because it didn't sound have all the clothing big... barrier yeah. Yeah. Uh, that the store has. None of that stuff was an issue. The moment I walked in, it was a, a, a real wide large it was just a very high ceilinged beautiful area 
Um, sadly, the construction walls are outside the windows right now, but when those are gone, you're gonna have a great view. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the best way I can say is like, if it's an airport, it's like the international terminal at a really nice airport. And, Yeah. um, it's more like, I don't know, Google headquarters. It's got that sort of like hangout vibe. There's charging stations on all the chairs and, That's cool. and yeah, there's wireless Yeah. ones too, uh, inside That's of cool. the, yeah. Um, The food was great. We had I had a chicken sandwich. Uh, my wife had a salad. The salad, she had the General Tso's uh, chicken. It was huge. That's funny because I was looking at Carly Weissel. Uh-huh. her Instagram and she went at one point like two days ago and loved the food and then Yes. went again today and got like two pieces of lettuce and a, <laughs> and like a stick of something. well, as we always say, you always want to go and check out Disney <laughs> eateries the first week or two. because yeah. then they start cutting back. All Yeah. the reviews are done, and so they start Yeah. redoing portions. So I don't know how it's going to be, but here's the thing. Chicken's not going to change. The, the chicken is was still really, really good. Um, the They had a non-dairy shake. It was like a kind of a mango, Mm. Ooh. coconut, lossy sort Ooh, of vibe. that sounds really good. It was really good. And, and the Starbucks was really big. The cool thing in the morning, too, is the Starbucks is open, but the restaurant's not really active yet. So the half of that place is just sort of empty, and you can kind of go and sit anywhere you want. It's real nice. Oh, So there's that's separate nice. are there separate lines then for Starbucks and for the restaurant? Correct. Yes, Okay. there is. There is a. Uh, if you think of it, the whole building is a square. The they share a kitchen. I mean, Starbucks doesn't really have a kitchen, but Right, right, right. um, and uh, they they're on opposite sides of each other. So they're so Mm. the employees are back to back, but Okay. you know, wall in between. Um, Okay. the really cool thing about the the eatery area, the cafe. Uh, opposed to the Starbucks. Starbucks is pretty normal. It reminded us the 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 line situation is very much like Magic Kingdom. You have two lines and you kind of go through. Yeah. You pick one and it's pretty it's standard, uh, but big. Um, and uh, the eatery area, though the cafe area, you can see them making the food. It's all open. So unlike like you know uh, I don't know Cosmic Rays where everything feels re like everything is on top of your head. Everyone's really close. You can you can see the people making the food, but they don't have a lot of space. Um, none of that. It didn't feel like that at all. I felt pretty relaxed in line. There was plenty of space, plenty of room. Watching them, everything's uh, they they don't have ceilings, right? So so there's no ceiling for them besides the the, the top ceiling like us. Um, there's just kind of barriers in between. Um, and then their whole like kind of bakery sort of making dough stuff area is a, is a glassed off area that you can kind of just sit and, and look at them making stuff. Um, and it's that kind of really nice open kind of atmosphere. Uh, sound was not a problem at all either. I, there was no echoing those, those baffles that are at the top, the wood baffles, not only are they like interconnected, but they also can move during the day to change if they want to bring those apart so they can get up in the ceiling and fix wiring or something. Um, those, those move. So they, Wow. they have a lot of control, uh, on sort of sound waves in that space the mural is also very very beautiful and pictures really don't do it justice it's a very very big one there's a beautiful little three-legged lamb uh on it being held by a lady now i know some people have told me well one of the legs is tucked underneath and you just can't see it no it's a three-legged lamb uh and it is the cousin to our five-legged goat at the contemporary and i will hear no uh, uh That's where I will the hear extra nothing leg else went. Yes, 100%. So, uh, 
it's really cool, and it was painted on canvas. So if that oh, place wow. ever gets demolished, they can roll that thing up and take it away, which is so nice because there's oh. so many beautiful Epcot murals that we've lost over the years. Horizons is my, the one I always think of um, just because they're not very – you know they're painted on the wall, or they're they're very brittle or something. So this is just they can really change yeah. things out anytime they really want to. Um, it's a very cool space. I really liked it. Um, I, I mean, the more I see pictures of it, the more mm-hmm. I I like it. It is actually nicely appointed, and I think that the interior design choices are good. And like I said last week, when I said uh, it is a little airporty, I don't think that's necessarily a slam. Yeah. Because because for me, airports n- usually represent sort of. Um, you know, interior design of the moment, efficiency, high throughput and capacity, comfort at that level of high throughput and capacity yeah. um, for the better airports. Um, and, and you know, people complaining that it's not themed. I, I, my aunt, my question is like, what was the theme of Communicore before this? Because the, <laughs> because the 90s stuff like mouse gear and stuff yeah. was, was kind of not great. No. And didn't. It was fine for a brief moment because it was colorful and everybody, you know, it was a, it was a facelift, but it didn't age well. And right. so, um, and airports by design are meant to sort of last in terms of feeling contemporary and comfortable. So right. like, yes, it can be a little stark, but the more I see photos, the more I think, no, there's some really lovely color touches. I think the lighting in there is is awesome. I think the open, the open windows is really great. Um, the, the, I, I'm I'm excited to see it when I go. Yeah. No, I I really I would I I kind of surprised me to be honest. I mean, I had seen stuff too. Um but if the new aesthetic of of Epcot is high ceilings and lots of space, <laughs> I'm game because you know, I, I don't get it. I think like meth, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. And um <laughs> Uh, too many people, I think, are like, oh, electric umbrella. And it's like that place was dark and carpeted and gross. And, um, yeah, and this is the, the opposite of that. smelled like French fries and Coca-Cola, basically. No, 100%. It still does. Wh- whatever yeah. landfill it's in. <laughs> um, it smells like McDonald's in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed. And I and uh, hopefully, Janine, you'll get a chance to see it soon. Yeah, It'll- I'm excited. It'll have a good view, though, of the new uh, festival center, right? And the new plaza. Yeah. (laughs) So the new uh, just – was this today? I think it was today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We tape on Thursdays every – tape. Ha! We record on Thursdays. (laughs) um, So uh, that gives you an idea. Um, Yeah, there's new concept art that got released, uh, kind of a redo of the other side of the Epcot kind of main area. Uh, well, not the entrance, but sort of the the kind of po- like after, uh, I guess, Future World Central kind of is the best way to put it. Um, and uh, the festival center that they were going to do, the multi-level festival center, is no longer happening uh, because of budget cuts, uh, probably due to COVID. Uh, yeah. And instead, we're getting a uh, kind of a reimagined vibe. It is going to now have... Uh, what they call they're going to be a, there's going to be a newer building there um, that holds well not a newer I mean yeah I mean it's going to have to be kind of a whole new thing um, they're going to have Mickey and friends in there and then there's going to be what they call Communicore Hall and then there's going to be an open uh, kind of an open concept area with a stage called Communicore Plaza um, and uh, that area will house events and things and then Communicore Hall will have a bar. 
um, yeah. and some other stuff that they kind of can retheme. Uh, if you kind of remember, does anyone remember when they had, I think it was, uh, I think it was the arts. It might have been, no, I think it was food and wine when they did the thing uh, with the science foods um, that was uh, inside. Right, 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 um, which was I'm great. Trying, I love that yeah, one. I'm trying to remember the name of it. A lot of, a lot of liquid uh, nitrogen. Um <laughs> But Elect- anyway, uh, molecular gastronomy. As yes, yes, it. yes. And so I think this is sort of an area for that kind of stuff. Some people are thinking it's, I don't know. I think they're they're giving it kind of a bad idea. They're like, well, is there going to be a prom there? No, it's not like no. That. It's yeah, not, like, not at all. I I no. think a, a flex space like that is actually really smart for a park like Epcot. Yes, yeah, um, given given that they do so many great. Um, you know, festivals all year round, and they're all sort of blending into the one big festival year round. Yes, hundred um, percent. Um, and you know, Odyssey is not big enough to 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 keep all of the things that they want yeah. to do programmatically. That flex space is probably going to be broken up into smaller spaces when need be. Um, they can do temporary branded attractions and things in there, and little shows and and exhibits. And so, I, I think it's a plus. I in every modern park design that I've worked on in the last. 20 years there's always some sort of need for a flex space that isn't just a theater yeah so i I actually think it's smart and then some of the criticism has been you know oh it's ruining the ruining the symmetry and i'm like you're the only you only know of that symmetry because (laughs) of of the aerial shots like yeah when you're in it that doesn't there's plenty of lovely master plans at parks and places around the world that are completely asymmetrical so that if you're going to die on that hill go right ahead but um, not to mention if you actually look at the overhead look it looks great and there's yeah, it looks nothing, lovely yeah journey of water was always going to cut in to that yeah. sort of vibe so i don't i mean you're getting three-fourths of it of what we had before so i don't know what the complaint is i think people are upset the fountain of nations got kicked and then they're basically adding more fountains and and kind of like a little area there um i think people are just a little bitter i mean I get it, but did I think this anybody is a... did anybody stand around and watch that show anymore? I mean, when Rocketeer played, I did. But yeah, sure, uh, yeah, me too. But we all had our it. favorites. But um, uh, yeah, I think the the thing for me is is this gives another stage, and this allows the Jaminators to to have a place if they need to yeah. do stuff, and it allows more flexible stuff to go on. And and maybe Future World won't be so freaking dead yes. at five thirty six because there's exactly. stuff to actually still do there. Right. Um, they've they've currently they suck everybody up into the American Pavilion, uh, and that's fine for shows and stuff. Uh it's not a problem, but at the same time is you know, they're closing Journey to the Imagination, you know, at four thirty. Yeah, <laughs> because there's nobody over there someday. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, so it'll keep the it'll use the space in Future World a lot better. Um, and and with Connections Cafe having these big huge windows and hopefully maybe outdoor seating. Did you see any of that evidence of outdoor seating in front of Connections? Maybe no, because the construction walls are up. Maybe later. Well, I think it'll be uh, on the other side of the uh, of the kind of pathway. So uh, the pathway okay. is right you know goes right by it and right now the construction is up there this will add a lot of green space that people can walk right over and sit underneath a tree uh and i think that's 100 percent necessary i'm most looking forward to that yes and i I think it looks great i have no issue with any of this that we get our lighted floors back i'm so excited when i saw that i was just like Lights in the ground, lights in the ground. (laughs) Like there's video of me as a kid with the fiber optics in the ground, like running around and trying to catch them. And they were so simple then. And it sparked like 
my son got me a fiber optic rose for Mother's Day. Like Aww. I Aww. am obsessed with fiber optics. I love fiber optic anything. I have a seven hundred dollar fiber optic Christmas tree. Obsessed. <laughs> I like, love you. I love you so much right now. Was, if there was no lighting in the ground, and there's like video of my son doing the same thing with like the newer, like Aww. you know, commuter computer driven patterns and stuff like that. And like, yeah, and with new that technology, that is a need for great. me. Yeah, I gonna, have and, and, to have that. That's my and, one deal breaker. And with new new lighting technology, I'm sure they're going to do something really. Cool. It has to be cool. Yeah. Like it needs. Yeah. To be, I, I'm. That's screw yeah. everything else. I want to see the lights in the crown. <laughs> one of one of the other criticisms I saw were people, you know, bemoaning the fact that oh, it was such a great multi level structure in the middle. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be super. I'm just gonna be Mr. Buzzkill, Mr. Yeah. Fun, Mr. Fun Sponge here for a minute, and say that. You know, they said, oh, it's going to have this rooftop garden and be viewing for like the lagoon shows and things. Not for you. Right. (laughs) Not for you. Like anybody who thinks that was a public space. Yeah. They don't know Disney. That's for Beyonce. high. Like that, that there was no way that would work without upcharge or at the very least reservation and be impossible to get into. If it was truly going to be a public space, it would need to be a half to a third to half the size of the uh, uh um the uh, the entire waterfront like it would have to stretch 100 percent really huge. everyone will go there first yeah right That's and, and so you know it to me that doesn't it doesn't seem like that was you know cut for budget it was cut because it, it most likely oh we can't make a profit on this footprint fast enough so value engineer to have the same purpose and programming elsewhere without yeah. the amenity which is on ground level like i love the idea of multi-level things too but i've been to so many expos uh, World Expos, where there's, yes, beautiful futuristic structures with rooftop gardens and rooftop cafes. Every single one of them was either pay to play because you had to pay get a reservation and eat there, or right. it was some sort of VIP thing. Like, it, it's just not capable to do it at the scale and capacity. That not Epcot to mention, has. if there's trees and bushes and foliage, like, where, how are you viewing things from that? Like, these yeah. are will right. obs- yeah. either obscure your view or obscure your ability to to be on the thing. I yeah. laughed at that original rendering when I first saw it. I'm like, there is no way that's happening. Well, and these are the same people that bitch about sight lines all the time, yeah. and they're mad yeah. about the Guardians box. And I get yeah. it, but I'm like, why do you want? Why do you want a multi level like? Like the rich are already oppressing me. Why do I need them up high watching Here's- fireworks? My only thought was shade. <laughs> That'll yeah, make yeah, some very nice. Well, yeah, that's true. That's but the true. other thing, the other reason it was interesting is WDI didn't design it. It was a, yeah. it was a, it was a high end architecture firm, um, uh, Diller Scafidio and Renfro, I think is the name of them, and they, uh, and they did it for WDI. Which, by the way, WDI does all the time. Don't think that all every piece of design at a Disney park happens within the sacred halls of Imagineering. It doesn't work that no. way. And so <laughs> they don't um, make their own robots anymore. People, that's not right. How right. Works. Right. And 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 those guys were, uh, I think, one of the design companies that did the High Line in New York. Oh, okay, I, I think. Love that. Which is great, but again, the High Line doesn't have the capacity, doesn't have the the throughput necessary that no. Epcot does. So yes, the High Line's lovely, but it probably does you know a couple thousand a day, maybe. So and on a busy like holiday weekend, maybe you know ten or twenty thousand a day, maybe if that that's and that's a lot. Epcot needs twice that. 
So yeah. it, it, like, I get it. It's a beautiful piece of art. It was never real. No, there's no way. No. Um, but for those who want, uh, you know, old school Epcot things, the Guardians <laughs> Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is attempting to thread a very delicate needle um, with their new uh, released merchandise uh, for the ride. Uh, and much of the merchandise has a old school Epcot vibe. So their yeah. mugs uh, look like the old Epcot design. Uh, but of of course, instead of, I think it was a beef eater, if you remember that design, everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, now it's Rocket and Groot. Um, they have uh, shirts that kind of look like old school Epcot. Those shirts uh, are fantastic. There's a cute one that has um, your or the ship that's outside of the place, uh, Spaceship Earth, and then um, their ship, the Milano, and it just says spaceships on it, which I think is very funny. And it says Guardians um, of the Galaxy, and it has like the classic, like outrun 80s graduated, yes, solid color block lines. Yeah, and, and yeah. The, the palette is like teal and orange, and it's 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 really pretty. There's a it's little purse. Great. There's a little like shoulder bag purse that looks like an old school Walkman. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it, you know it's it's fan service catnip i get it um and people are i think people some people love it some people are complaining you also see the people complaining about the footage of the pre-show that leaked that really <laughs> leans on 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 yeah. old school nostalgia it's like are the people that are going to this park now you know really <laughs> really gonna know and and yeah, and the whole the, joke um, is made out of the fact that Quill's excited to ride things that no longer exist and, and the performances <laughs> are so bad in that yeah, pre show yeah. like that would be my problem with it like who was on set directing them because it's terrible but uh you know whatever it's it's fine it, if it makes a couple people in the audience laugh and it's only like a 10 second joke then whatever right um but if it like is the running gag that's like oh my god stop beating that dead horse yeah i i don't know this is fine it seems in the vibe there's a, another line of gear that's kind of punk oriented it's more um yondu yeah it's that kind of stuff and well they and, have yondu's like head thing yeah there's, all, oh, there's right. all sorts of different things and i think it's cool i i don't know it's one of those things where you know it's it's like just give me the regular someone said this on twitter where they just said i just kind of want the original shirt can't you just give me the original epcot shirt like <laughs> like you guys are so terrible like yeah. at doing yeah. this stuff because that's, i've the been last... wondering that like why can't they just drag the design that's already been done and slap it on a new t-shirt Right, exactly. Like I bought an Epcot T-shirt not that long ago in in the last probably decade and a half. That was like vintage-looking old Epcot logo. It was the the old Epcot logo, yeah. and it was on that distressed kind of printing that looks like you've had the shirt since 1982. It's like, yeah. why don't you still do that? Yes, be, I have one before. of those shirts too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their last big anniversary, they ha- they released a, a a mug with all of the symbols, the original yeah. symbols. On it. Right, and it was great. Right. And my thing when I see all this stuff is like, I like it and I'll probably get something. But at the same time, it's just, it makes me wish for the stuff that I'm not actually getting. <laughs> my price, my price possession shirt wise is, um, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I was at lunch at Imagineering, humble brag, uh, humble brag. with a friend, with a friend who was working there. And he's like, let's go to Mickey's of Glendale, which is like the employee Imagineering Disney store. And right. they had a series of t-shirts that were black t-shirts with the epcot one each shirt had one of the epcot logos on it and that's oh, it no branding cool. no words no nothing wow yeah they were so great and and i didn't <laughs> buy the pins and the pins now go for 
crazy amounts of money. Um, wow. But yeah, I'll those will pop up. I'll probably sell the set on eBay before I die sometime. So. Smart move. Smart move. <laughs> um, Cash out. Let's see here. Let's move on to Hollywood Studios, shall we? Yeah. So we got some new fun stuff uh, announced there that the um, – okay, first of all, the Magic Band Plus, if people don't know this is happening, they released this rechargeable Magic Band now that lights <laughs> up, um, that the rollout of it is going to um, do things that you used to be able to do for free, like make statues talk to you, like the old talking trash cans and things. Um, yeah. I, no no slam against I, – I know quite a number of people who worked on these kind of projects uh, for the park, so I get it, like – it's about taking the park interactivity up a notch and using the magic bands abilities to do so yeah, um, and still sell magic bands. <laughs> right. And still sell magic bands. Let's, let's not forget. Yeah. But they there sort of forgot couple, when they right. put everything on the app, they were like, Oh shit, we made a lot of money off of magic bands. Why did we? <laughs> I mean, supposedly with the exception of sort of the, the two or three different bands of RF, like everything that's in a magic band, your phone can do now. Yep. So why don't they just do that? No. Um, but eh, you can't sell that. So, all right. Um, but the 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 the, the, the uh, you guys on the East Coast are going to get the first sort of um, attraction slash story experience with the Magic Band Plus, um, which is the Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters experience, and it's going to be um, you know along the lines of the Epcot World Showcase Adventure, basically. Yeah. Um, but and because it, it does use your mobile phone as well, it uses the Play app, and evidently you go on little bounty hunter ex- excursions uh, into the park where you look for people and find clues and like you, your phone is like a heat scanner. And so I think it's going to be a little bit of AR or at least faux yeah. AR um, or, or, you know, something like little that. Pokemon that you, go little Pokemon go ish. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'll, I will, I will per, professionally, I will wait to see what it's like to, to give my own impressions of it. Um, but what I will say is the, the dearth of activity and activation and kineticism of that land is a problem and uh-huh. and when they and oh, when they yeah. cut off and when they like i love it it's beautiful i love both attractions i love the activations they do have with the characters but it's lacking and that's because we all know they cut a lot of the entertainment and hopefully that stuff will start trickling back in disney please put some of that back because you built all the infrastructure for it and yeah. from what i hear yeah they'll roll it out eventually but this gives at least baseline level um, something that isn't just the play app game, which is a little like I've played it to the point where I can't really play it anymore. I've, I've it's basically grind. It's like RPG yeah. grinding. Don't you like, like scanning QR codes on a crate? Isn't yeah, that fun? no thanks. I'm done. I like I I have literally maxed out all three bars of both uh, of um, you know Rebel or or uh, <laughs> Empire or Scoundrel. Like I've I've done all of it. I've, I would I've love been... to see rankings on that because I'm sure you're at the top of that <laughs> list and there's probably not many people but my bigger problem there is my bigger problem with that game is that there's it's so much reading first of all it's way too much reading and it's really rpg grinding and there's no real end game to that like a lot of rpgs like you just keep doing it and doing it and i'm that i'm not that kind of gamer so if this is quest based and and there are some uh, uh risk and rewards in the gameplay then okay um, and that reward might just be a cool little video clip or, you know, bragging rights or a shareable on social media. Okay. Right. That's, that's, that's enough for me more than what there's, is there now with the, the data pad. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always for the scavenger hunts at Epcot because you're paying for something you get 
a literal tangible something. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I wish they would do that more for everything. Um, they used to do that. I think they still have the pirates one at magic kingdom where you can go and you get a map and, and yeah. you can, you know, that's free. Um, yeah. So I, I don't want to begrudge any of these things that like offer experience. Right. Um, I and just also have the magic band anyway. Okay. Right. But would I, would I buy one just for this? Probably not. Yeah, me either, for sure. But this is something. Let me ask you, Janine, someone with a kid. Do you think your kid would want to do something like this? Would this interest him? I think that he would be interested in trying it. Um, but it would really have to. It would have to be good because there's so right. much cool stuff to do at Disney that this has to be right. Right. You know, like. Well, is he going to want to do that instead of going on a ride that he wants to do? Right. And, did he play? And you're AP. He... You're here anytime. And yeah. you could do that for a day. Other people are here, like, from Iowa. They're not going to spend their time doing it. Did you ever Did yeah. you ever play Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom with him? No, we've never done that. I think we okay, tried it's... it one time, and the tech didn't work for us. Yeah. That sounds it's... about right. <laughs> yeah. That's about right. I yeah. mean, yeah. Here, here's the thing. that you know, To me, that's the kind of thing that you add to a park for. That's not primary attraction. That's like families who have a seven-day vacation. Yep. It's something to do late in their vacation, and that's yeah. va- that's viable. If, you, if the parks want to spend money on that, they should. The problem was that that one, the technology just aged out. It was all running on like, you know, windows xp machines yeah and 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 they looked at i think what i hear is they looked at the cost to replace it all and said screw it and just got rid of it well um, not to mention it really busted up theming because you could be yeah, yeah yeah you know there's a great little alcove on main street that i actually have liked to i like to read there sometimes because you know <laughs> ap um and it's a nice little spot and it's pretty quiet um Except for when Sorcerer's Magic Kingdom, because people come and buy, and then all of a sudden Iago is screaming on Main Street from a screen, and it doesn't mm. make any sense. You know, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was a nice concept. I didn't have anything against it necessarily, but you yeah. couldn't really stand in one spot very long, or it could it could get real repetitive real fast. I mean, I think that the 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 the, uh, the Kim Possible and then Agent P World Showcase Adventure was kind of the model for that. Hundred um, percent, and that it was free, and that it was it was something to do with the family. It was it was not just your nose and a phone. It was stuff out in the world. So, I mean, that's my big problem with the, the data pad is that the stuff you're doing has no impact on the world around you, yes. other than maybe a couple um, a couple of lights and, and sounds. Kim Possible would like they had yeah, like animations and stuff, animations right. and interactive figures and right. You and can the still, room. by the way, if you go to uh, the Japan Pavilion at Epcot and you're off to the – so you, if you're at the door for the Japan store, if you go to the right, uh, where there's a little alcove where there's a, some seating and there's a, a wooden – Japanese wooden garden kind of birdhouse thing uh, yeah, that yeah. used to hold so – I think it was something freaking possible. Maybe it was for Perry. Yeah, yeah. But if you yeah. open it, it's still there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. It's just still yeah. there. I mean, my favorite of all of those that was an upcharge that I gladly paid for and really enjoyed was the um, uh, the Adventureland Trading Company one that was yeah. a play test in Disneyland. Did you do the Haunted Mansion one as well? Uh, I oh, I did Ghost Post. Yeah, I yeah. was I I got one of the very you know lauded Ghost Post things, and it was brilliant and it was awesome and I loved it. And there's no way it would work at scale. That's yeah. and that's and that's what killed it. Just the cost and support for it at scale would have been ridiculous but it was really cool and the two or three stuff the two or three things they added three or four things that they added to the park for that were astounding and it was like oh this is a platform for immersive theater and gameplay and agency and i love it but how do you scale this up to disneyland 
throughput requirements, not without charging, you know, 500 bucks for it. And, 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 and they weren't, they wanted or to charge 5, like 150 in a or 5,000 per day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. And that's, and here we are. Like, I'm surprised that the ghost post stuff didn't roll out into galactic star cruiser for that matter. Like, why yeah. don't I get boxes of stuff that lead up to my trip that, te- that tell the baseline for the story before I get there. I think that's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's move on. Um, so that'll be fun. I will definitely come out and see that uh, for sure. I'll, I'll get work to try to pay for it for a research trip in air quotes. Um, uh, but the next big Star Wars thing is that the launch bay is returning to Disneyland in California. Is, mm-hmm. Or is it returning to Hollywood Studios as well? No. Hollywood Studios. I, oh. yeah. I'm pretty oh. sure. Okay. So yeah. is it both? Real- it is mm-hmm. for both. Okay. Returning for Star Wars meet and greets, which is, you know, it's in Disneyland, that's a little weird because Galaxy's Edge is actually, no, wait, both parks. What am I saying? Yep. So it is a little weird that you have in-world stuff like Galaxy's Edge and then not. I don't have a problem with that because I still get to take a picture with Chewie regardless of which land I'm in. So well, this, just, all, this article really just says about. studios. It doesn't say Disneyland oh. at all. Oh, okay. All right. So and, that makes, yeah. I mean... At least there's some distance between the land and that uh, there's less of that at Disneyland. So yeah, yeah, true. I mean, it it and again, is it just a is it that not enough people can get their picture with Chewie anymore because he's now roaming the land and there's no set times? Whereas here, it's guaranteed. I bet you that's probably why it happened. Maybe complaints from guests like, "I want to meet Star Wars characters and I went to Galaxy's Edge and didn't see one." Yeah, you know. Well, my thing is is they have they have harped on. For so long, well, we can't have the Mandalorian in Galaxy's yeah. Edge because it takes place at da 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 da. You can do it um, here, and and we're gonna and, and you hear these rumors of like, oh, well, there's a garden where you'll see spirits of of people from the past, and da-da, and then there's a meet read area. But you know, look, if you're gonna let me finally meet Grogu, just yeah. like open the damn thing because like yeah, they right. are so behind, and it's mostly because of COVID, but they're so behind on um getting meet and greets for these newer Disney plus star Wars shows. Yeah. Yeah. You make this the, make the launch bay, the star Wars Disney plus area. And just, uh, that's what you meet. You meet the inquisitor. You yeah. meet, uh, you know, you meet people from that. I, I think uh, Darth Vader, fine. Or OG people if you want, but, yeah. um, yeah. if, if they're going to use it for that purpose until they are actually going to do something with the animation courtyard, which uh, clearly they're not, um, yeah. uh, which should have housed, runaway railway um you know like fine at least i get to meet grogu or something hopefully yeah i didn't so. think of that but that's actually a really valid point that they that it it it, it looses them from the binds of galaxy's edge to be able to still show, show off star wars janine does your is your son into star wars he is not really into star wars but he did like cry with joy when he met bb-8 at launch bay when he was oh <laughs> Not adorable. Loved BB. Cannot. It's so weird because like he does. He can't tell the difference between BB-8 and R2-D2. They're like the same interchangeable thing to him. (laughs) Um, But he does. He have a like robot face blindness. Is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean his his biggest exposure to Star Wars is. He watched a little bit of Clone Wars, and he played a lot, a lot of Disney Infinity. Mm. And 
we had all the the Star Wars characters on Disney Infinity, which Disney bring I it loved, back. I loved Disney Infinity so much. I still have all of them too. Yeah, we have a bucket. We have like a hundred of these figurines and. Well, if you ever want to get rid of the Chewbacca one, let me know. I'll buy it from you because I have the Han Solo <laughs> and I've always wanted my Chewbacca one just really? to have them on my show. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, we definitely I, I, have. They're gorgeous. Yeah. They're they're just pretty they're to look so at. They're so good. Well, yeah, that, I love that the, those figures had such a cool design too. They were sort of chibi and sort of edgy. And, yeah. And, 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 and it was such a, that's a hard thing to do to create a universal look for that game and yeah. yet fit in all the Disney characters. It yeah, was kind it of was brilliant. Really you, impressive. I, I remember, I, I had heard the reason all that got canceled was because not because it wasn't successful it's that it was a marginal uh, not a margin high enough that it was like it made 14 yep. percent that year the year after it debuted and they wanted it to be 15 so they canceled it and it's like uh, well they all went i mean there was the spyro one and yeah, there was toy to, toy to game it's lego toy, dimensions yeah um, to, yep toys yeah. to game was the category and that kind of died after a while yeah, um, it went it went from electric guitars to toys to game and and whatever the next thing will be, we'll find out. Well, but I never got to meet BB-8 at that at that meet and greet. I hear it was adorable. Our, a friend of the was. show, friend of the show, Gene, was one of the first people in there when they opened it and posted oh. about this today on 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 or yesterday on May the fourth and uh, uh, asked it was the first person, one of the few first people in, and was one of the first people to ask, "Can I hug him?" And the attendant sort of shrugged and said. Uh, I guess, and he did, he <laughs> and he put his arms around him, and and BB-8 le- leaned his head in and made a little soft, Aww. you know, it was magical. It was adorable, and he posted a pic- uh, they, they posted a picture of that, and I was like, oh, my heart, so good, yeah, uh, it was really impressive, despite Janine, the fact that he was like enormous. Yeah, Janine, does your son like Pocahontas? Because we got bad news. <laughs> yeah, he's never seen it. I don't think. Yeah, well, I mean, this in in the category of surprising no one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, in the category of thank God it's about time. Yeah, yeah because I, I I mean, when did Fantasmic in Hollywood Studios open? It was like oh, late nineties, maybe. Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, so I, up. you know, I'm a I'm a Fantasmic snob in that I really like Disneyland's and I'm not a fan of oh, Florida's. California. Um, you all are like this. You're all it, like it, this. It, and but but part of, yeah ninety eight by the way ninety eight is when it ninety eight because I got there and it was like oh I'm I wait for the Mark Twain steamboat to come in and it's this tiny little you know float that comes in mm-hmm. whatever I no get I'm it. sorry like, uh, not ninety eight ninety two yeah. for Disneyland ninety eight for Hollywood Studios yes, yes. right yeah. right right. Um, and, you know, there's just a, a, and again, it's a problem of scaling it up. It's a sure. bigger space and filling that space with visuals. It's much more impressive in the Rivers of America only because of the scale. And, mm-hmm. and, and, but the, 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 I remember when that canoe ballet fired up in 98, I'm like, they are not doing this. What? It's yeah. not that I was offended. I was just like, I can't believe you think this is a, a piece of entertainment because it's literally like, in the movie they're all you know killed in battle like yeah. this is not a this is not a fun cultural exploration for <laughs> for 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 indigenous people yeah. um it's I mean, like it's like, of... it's like just playing two brothers in the middle of phantasmic or something yeah, exactly. like, like right. this weird just, historical it's a, yeah it's a weird fit and i haven't watched the movie since it was first in theater so i don't know i mean i'm assuming it doesn't hold up great but um i i, I don't know how I can't put a, I, I can't be the judge of how culturally insensitive it is. I just don't think it ever worked in Phantasmic because it was a weird bit of spectacle that made no sense with the story of Phantasmic, which is yeah. Mickey's imagination. You know? And it wasn't that 
popular. Like, right. You think, and I get it, like, you would think that it feels like one of those things that they go, and this is the spot where we're going to constantly update we're going to have the yeah. Pocahontas one, and then we're going to yes. have the Atlantis one, and then right. we're going to have the right. Lilo Stitch one or whatever. And our Home on the Range segment is going to be wow, so wonderful. Um, and they just never did. <laughs> you know, like it just never happened. Uh, and it just got stuck. Because you're right. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I know some people that love Pocahontas, and, and I think it's kind of one of those last ones that stick until like Mulan, but. It, it doesn't really hold like a lot of cultural weight. So it is weird yeah. to have this massive show at the end of the day and then a whole segment devoted to a thing that and everyone's kind of like, like, did I really? see that it, the, the Pocahontas segment was like almost five minutes? It's crazy. Yeah. That is yeah, a is lifetime. Rid- yeah. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, I, again, I am not surprised it's gone. It's going to go because it was always kind of out of place in that show. Um, but uh, let's move on. Um Next thing we have is uh, there speaking is speaking of things a, that are going away. Speaking of things that are going away, the Tokyo Disneyland Space Mountain, uh, as we know it now, is going away. It's not going away entirely. They are just uh, giving it a refresh. And having been to Tokyo Disneyland a couple times, you know their Tomorrowland, even though it was built in the '80s, suffers from the same problems yes. in that it, it got really dated really fast. And so, sure, the classic Space Mountain shape is still there, but the building itself and the queue, especially, is is not great and uh i don't know if people have seen the concept art for the new reimagining of space mountain in tokyo but it looks like metallic soft serve it looks yeah, like chunky uh, tron is what i've chunky tron it. yeah like if you remember that do you guys have those they have this at california adventure for a while but there was the soft serve machine that sort of puts flavor against the the the, the, the vanilla that it's like it's like a syrup that oh sure it, sure sure yeah. oh, goes on the edge. At, um uh the harry potter yeah, yes. and it's like on the edges, Ice cream right? Shop. It's like on the edges. Yeah. That's yeah. what it looks like. It looks like blueberry. It's like vanilla soft serve with a blueberry <laughs> swirl glowing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and I'm- In a good way. way in a good way. I'm not, this is not a slam. I actually yeah. probably know people who to help design this because I know folks in the to- Tokyo portfolio, but it's like, it's actually, you know what? It also takes a cue from, it takes a cue from the Tron building mm-hmm. in Shanghai because it's got the big curved walkway that leads up to it, which I think is actually maybe the exit path for the ride. I think you enter at the bottom and exit near the top or something. I'm not, I don't know, but the, I'm trying to decipher the art as I look at it, right. but it's also got a ton of greenery. That whole Tomorrowland beautiful. is- that Tomorrowland is a parking lot. It is, it is, it is asphalt, you know? So wow. I looked at it and thought, well, this is a huge upgrade, but people are making fun of that shape. And I'm like, it's fun. Yeah. It'll I look like better it. in person. It'll, it'll look, look better, better in person. person. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not the OG, so I don't care. Like, let's do it. Like, fine. Awesome. Sure. What do sure. I care? Like, right. I think right. the I only like one the that needs to say that the other parks aren't just trying, like, I want to, yes. I want to have something to aspire to. Like, I want a reason to want to go to Tokyo when right. I have Disney World in well, my backyard. And international travel is so much better now than it was in the 80s yes. that we all I mean Tokyo was never made f- to have American audiences come see it, you know, like that wasn't the thought process yeah. back then. And right. and they have I mean Tokyo Sea shows kind of them doing their own thing and and but but I mean Tokyo Disneyland is a carbon copy. And, and or it was until they've kind of done their own thing. And so um, I, I don't have an issue with this. I mean, you have Paris has their own Space Mountain and, and Tokyo will have their own Space Mountain and we'll keep the OG down here. And I mean, Disneyland is supposed to get a huge Tomorrowland refurb 
because I, I don't know, not don't be fair to Florida again. We just get paint down here, but uh, Disneyland's getting their big old Tomorrowland. It needs it from what I've it seen. It needs but, it really bad. Oh, and we um, had our we had our paint debacle too with the '98 Tomorrowland. Where that's true. Painted that's painted true. Space Mountain to look rusty and copper, and it's like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. So I um, mean, maybe Disneyland will also get something fun and and kind of a new vibe. I, I I'd be yeah. all for that. But yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. issues here. No. Um, so uh, uh, speaking of things that are going away from <laughs> Disney, <laughs> more things going away, more things going away. Janine, tell us about the fate of Mr. Jeff Morrell. Jeff Morrell. This oh, is a guy. Jeff. Oh, goodness. I've named, by the way, the Epcot mural we talked about earlier, right? Uh, with the three-legged sheep. I've named that sheep Jeff after Jeff Morrell <laughs> because he's the sacrificial lamb. So. I love you. Yeah. And and that is canon now. That's yes. Canon. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, uh, oh, Jeff, Jeff got put on the map w- like his third day working at Disney <laughs> by yeah. accidentally leaking opening dates for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, impressive for a communications guy. Not mm-hmm. going to lie. Um Honestly, I think Jeff might have been part of the architect that led Disney into the Don't Say Gay debacle the way that it... So it's not necessarily a sacrificial lamb if you are genuinely responsible. Well, (laughs) sure. But he also is not Bob Chapek, who really owns it. it. Someone needed to get fired, and we all knew it was going to be Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, that's no, Chapek's not going anywhere for that. So, yeah, Jeff, new on the scene, maybe even is taking orders from Chapek to try to thread this needle. And, like, you're from BP. You've, like, done... You know, all this political, nuanced, crisis communication stuff. Like, take the reins. And he right. fucks it up. Um, so, yeah. He had, he, so he's uh, gone. He had one he's job. gone. He had one job. He had one was, job. Don't Less than four ruin months. Disney. And Disney stock is the lowest it's been in, like, five <laughs> years. I bought it. I'm, I have no money. But I was <laughs> Guys, like, I'm getting it. You know Disney's going poor when Janine can buy its stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway he has left the company to pursue other opportunities after three it and a half what did they say months. it didn't work it was not a good fit it's it yeah, was, it not, was a not, a, fit. not a good fit which not i think was fit. like maybe not was that in, a, in an official communication or was that just like something kind of sources say sources say i'm not He's, sure yeah he was not a good fit he sucked at his job so we found out that wasn't a very good fit for our company extraordinarily um, sucked at it like the first yeah. thing you do is leak opening day and then you Which, leave by the, the way, company people in media are already taking there was one guy who i follow who's in media and did media previews for guardians he took the exact same photo as jeff morrell took and then and then tweet quoted the exact same thing oh I so saw the new that. trend is going to be to take yeah. the jeff morrell photo yep. when you in in the guardians queue which i think is great <laughs> yeah I, i'll be i'll be among amazing them. amazing i'll be the last one there because i'm not getting there till june but i mean yeah. but to be honest again when you're when you're publicity and and and, and the front face of an oil company everybody sort of most people assume you're going to be evil anyway so it's like your yeah, baseline yeah. your baseline of performance is just like stem the, sugarcoat, stem the bleeding sugarcoat things misdirect but it's like disney has like 
you have a standard to hold up. Yeah, there's a brand that has like a following that's like nobody's like, I'm a big BP fan. And my identity is wrapped up in my love for BP. Like nobody has that. I love British people and I love petroleum. And guess what? (laughs) This company does both for me. Hot dog. Uh, You know what else I hate? The Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, yeah. so yeah, and that so, is that. Yeah, in in some other multiverse, maybe he was a uh, good at his job with Disney, but in this one, he was not. Yeah, two points about that. One is he lasted nine Scaramucci's, just so we're all clear. <laughs> um, and and point two is I I mean I'm pretty ignorant about who Eisner hired for stuff like Jeff Morrell's position. I'm not suggesting I have a, a grand idea, and the industry is kind of small when it comes to this kind of PR stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone from a oil company has worked for Disney before. Um, that said, it just is weird to hire someone whose big job was BP and working for the government um, and not being the lobbyist, right? Because he, he was a uh, spokesman for George W. Bush uh, as well. And uh, <laughs> it's like the guy just – all he does is speak on crappy things that happen. So right. right. This, I don't know. Is this it's like weird. a weird – like form of self-awareness for Bob Chapek that that's who he hires. I mean, it's a, it's at least eye opening for me. And it was when he hired him. Cause it's, yeah. it's, if, if you think that the guy from BP is the right choice and the, and the weird. Bush administration. Yeah. Yeah. Why are conservatives so mad? We had, we had Bush administration people on board. Um, <laughs> well, Jeff, God bless. We barely yeah. hear you. But now you're, now you're on to greener pastures. We've we've greener taken pastures. Jeff to the farm. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, to finish up, um, I I just thought because we're going to have this podcast come out, um, you know, uh, after the weekend of Doctor Strange, I thought I, I got to see it this afternoon. I thought I'd just give my quick review, and maybe once you guys get an opportunity to see it, uh, we'll have some some more thoughts. But you know, strike while the iron's hot, as it were. So, um. Doctor Strange uh, is a uh, movie directed by Sam Raimi, uh, who is known for doing the original Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire films, as well as Evil Dead. Um, classic director. Uh, and my 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 main thing about going into this movie was, am I going to get kind of a Sam Raimi experience? And I did. So I was very happy. Good news. That's um, great. Uh, that I got that. I would not say that this is the most... Um, uh, emotional character driven movie. I would not say that, um, it, you know, there are big lessons learned. Some of these, uh, Marvel movies tend to kind of, uh, I don't know, get the puzzle pieces in order for future events. Uh, and other, these take the time to sort of lay out character. Um, weirdly, it feels like Dr. Strange gets some emotional depth. I'm not saying he doesn't, but it's secondary to, uh, the other person we know is in the movie, which is, which is Wanda Scarlet Witch. So she takes up the most of the the uh, emotional sort of baggage in this film, uh, and and making choices and and internal stuff, which is interesting when the movie's called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's just you know to say the least. Uh, but it's entertaining. I had a good time. I'm going to see it again. Uh, there's some good. Uh, I won't spoil any 
spoiler stuff, but there's a lot of fun stuff that will have future repercussions, um, which is great. There's some twists that I didn't see coming, uh, and there's some good jump scares. This is the first movie that I feel – I mean, there's been a couple jump scares before, but there are multiple jump scares. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a review I saw on Twitter said, uh, I saw a family take their kid out of the theater because he was getting scared, <laughs> and that's the best review I can My boyfriend give. came – just saw Doctor Strange, yeah. and he called me, and he's like, "Do not let the nine-year-old see this." He's <laughs> like, "This is a horror movie." Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it is at least for the the third act. It gets it gets pretty hardcore. Uh, yeah. And if you love old Raimi horror stuff, he kind of plays some of the hits a little bit. He said uh, it was and, very Raimi horror. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's I, cool. Yeah, it was fun. So I I would say it's kind of a mid-tier. Uh, Marvel movie, I would say because it's not an origin movie, I like it a little bit more than the first Doctor Strange, which I loved. I really enjoyed it. Um, but uh, it does get kind of mired up. Anytime you have the multiverse, it's and you're yeah. not a Disney Plus show, you don't have a lot of time. And it's a yeah. Raimi movie, thank God. So it's two hours, and it's not like three or whatever the Batman was. So uh, it knows what it is, and and it sort of packs it all in, and I'm, it's fairly digestible. Um and and hey, if you want a good time at the movies, it's a good time. So the the Ash Williams cameo at the end that seems a little egregious for Sam Raimi to include. <laughs> Just thank the you. actual character of Ash Williams. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. thank you for getting that, Nathan. The one person that's listening to this that is Bruce Campbell, <laughs> who starred in Evil Dead for yes. Sam Raimi. Wait, who does? We all know no, that Bruce I'm kidding. Campbell. I'm, oh. I'm so kidding. Well, Bruce Campbell I'm does so get credulous. a cameo because Bruce Campbell oh. always gets a cameo. Oh. Yeah, that's in every Sam right. Raimi. Okay. Not as Ash Williams, right. of course, oh, okay. but yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he was in all three of the Spider-Man movies, of course. Yep. And, uh, yep. Yeah. No. There's a. Uh, th- let me just put it like this: There's a. He gets a great cameo. Uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, and he gets a kind of a. I think a line that'll stick around. So, uh, ah. I, I mean, you're just like you're just happy to see Bruce Campbell. I'm always happy to see okay. Bruce Campbell. I'm so, happy to see Bruce. Same, same, same. Yeah. Yeah. So worth it. Um, awesome. Yeah. I'm going to see it Saturday, so uh, cool. we'll talk more after. Nice. All righty. I think that wraps us up for tonight. Uh, Rat Castle is produced. By our gentle, gentle, well, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> well, that wraps us up for this episode of Rat Castle, which is produced by the lovely Nathan Hartman. Please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. Tell all your friends, post to your socials, pimp us out. You can check out our website at ratcastlepodcast.podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Uh, if you have questions, comments, complaints, please send them to bit.ly forward slash rat castle um you can also uh, tweet at us uh <laughs> and and ask questions you if you leave a a, a review for us on uh, on itunes we will read that review here on the show um so uh we love you guys thank you for listening to our ridiculous banter here and uh we will continue as long as you guys keep telling us to so please now it is time at the end of your rides to grab your belongings and exit to the left Stop this foolishness! What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here?